Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. This is Eric. And this is Sarah. Today we are doing another wild card episode. Wild, W-I-L-D-C-A-R-D, because wild, what is life, dude? Wild card. Uh, if you heard our last episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you're new, it's just a monthly episode where we recap all the things that have been happening, all the things we like, and we just generally, we're having a good time talking about things that are going on. Mm-hmm. So we try to do one of these at the end of every month. If you missed our previous wild card episode, let's really quickly go over the little acronym that we follow for each of the categories. So W. Watching. I. Ingesting. L. Listening. D. Doing to stay active. <laughs> a little bit of a reach. A little bit. Uh, C. Creating. A. Appreciating. R. Releasing. Give a little uh, little context there. Oh, yeah. Uh, releasing, like, things we're, things we're trying to release from ourselves in the next coming month. <laughs> not in, like, a physiological manner. Yeah, not in, like, a sexual way. <laughs> but in a spiritual, uh, emotional manner. That's a classic Eric and Sarah moment where you say, can you give a little bit more context? And then I literally say something that does not help. Gives the wrong context. <laughs> Things we're trying to let go of, you know, habits we're trying to shake and just move on and be better. Um, and then the last one is D. Desiring. Goals for the coming month. Yeah. Let's dive right in because these tend to be kind of long. Yes, they do. So do you want to start with W? Yes, let's start. All right. Watching. We've been watching. So it, th- because we do these once a month, sometimes we're talking about things that we feel like we were a long time ago. But we were watching a show called Perfect Match. Total trash TV. If any of you listening are also suckers for reality television, <laughs> you might be familiar with this show. Yes. It's a Netflix dating reality show in which they take people who have already been on Netflix dating reality shows and they cram them in a house together. Yes. So it's like a conglomeration of like all these trashy Netflix shows. It's like worlds colliding. Mm. And the host is fucking Nick Lachey (laughs) because Nick Lachey is the host of all the other dating shows on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. So of course it's him. It's chaotic. It's trashy for sure. We just were craving something that was light and that would kind of allow us to relax and not feel extremely invested at the end of the day because we have been working a lot lately and really working on like scheduling our work and just adding more structure to our day-to-day and while we were getting used to that we just wanted something low stakes you know something that you could literally like watch or not (laughs) you could just not watch it or you just turn it off at any time but I found myself maybe embarrassingly invested in it mm-hmm. i cared i care about these people <laughs> right it was actually a little sad because we found out some things that happened after the show was filmed and it kind of soured some people that i thought i liked mm-hmm. on the show once i found out terrible things they did afterward but such is life yeah and there are quite a few shows kind of on our to watch list that are a bit heavier that I think we've just been putting off because of the reasons I stated. Like, we've been wanting to watch The Last of Us, season two of White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Any other ones? I think that's, I think that covers it. Hey, did we watch Loki before Last Wildcard Up? Have we talked about I it? I don't think we have. Okay, because we watched season one of Loki. And as if you're a listener of the pod, you know that I've been rewatching. Well, sorry. I've been watching the Marvel movies in order. So now there are all these TV shows. So Sarah's been joining me on the TV shows that are less action-based and more, I don't know. Right. We watched WandaVision together. I liked that. I'm definitely, I'm like a fraction of my level of interest in the Marvel universe is like 10% of Eric's, but. It's called the MCU. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah loves Loki. Like, Loki is her favorite character in the MCU. I love, um, what is it? Like, ethically ambiguous characters. <laughs> it's funny, because we've noted 
that a lot of the villains in Marvel have that. It's like um, like Thanos is the big villain for like the first 20 movies, basically. And it's like once I was watching the culmination of those, I was like, he's not really terrible. I don't know. He, he just has his own agenda, which doesn't align with everyone else's, but they don't paint him to be a terrible person. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting move. But you love Loki. Yes. One time he said, satisfaction is not in my nature. <laughs> And you were like, he's my favorite because <laughs> I relate to that. Yeah. No, it's pretty funny. One day we're going to get a black cat and name him Loki. I would love that. Mm. But yeah, we haven't been, we really haven't been watching that much. We've kind of been watching a half an hour to an hour of TV a night. Mm-hmm. We kind of like watch when we eat dinner and then after and then we kind of just stop. We've really overhauled our schedule and our routines, which I'm sure will come up a little bit in a lot of the topics we discussed today. Yeah. Let's move on to ingesting. <laughs> yes. Okay. This is what we've been eating and drinking. Mm-hmm. All right. Hit me. We have been macro tracking loosely over the past few weeks. It, for me, it was motivated by the fact that we've been back in the gym. And I've talked about this in a few other episodes, but... I was on an antidepressant on and off for a few years that really destroyed my appetite. And it became very clear to me that I haven't been eating enough and especially not enough protein. And I don't think we had been eating enough vegetables, which is funny because we're vegan. Hilariously ironic. But we were just eating like more processed foods and faux meats and such. And we weren't feeling that much vitality, I think. And we just kind of wanted to improve our diet to support our energy and our exercise. Yes? Our fitness goals. I've always kind of been averse to tracking my food. Mm -hmm. And Sarah kind of phrased it like, well, you're not trying to, you're not tracking to track everything. In my case, I'm tracking, like you said, to track my protein Mm -hmm. because we've been working out. And I haven't been eating enough protein, which if you're into lifting weights, you know, is kind of uh, counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. It's like lifting weights makes you stronger and eating protein while you're lifting weights. Well, not like literally while also makes you stronger. <laughs> now you kind of like need both in a way. And I'm like, wow, I've been I've only been getting like half the protein I need. And when people say like, oh, you're vegan, how do you get your protein? I mean, they are right to to a degree. It is harder. It's just straight up harder mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, yeah, well, beans have protein. It's like, well, beans also have a lot of carbs and you can't just like eat a ton of them. I don't know. Sometimes you feel limited, but we've been doing it. We've yeah, been it's tracking it and planning. It is not impossible by any means, but you do have to kind of be mindful of it to hit your protein. And this will come up further in the next segment about about what we're listening to, but I've been listening to the Huberman Lab podcast, and it's all about, like, biology, basically. And there's a really good series on there about exercise, nutrition, and mechanics and all of that. And it kind of hammered home for me exactly how low my protein intake was, and so we are going to be tracking kind of short term. I definitely don't want to do it long term. And also I understand what you mean when you said like you're averse to the idea of tracking. And I have been too. And I know a lot of people are because I think a lot of people associate tracking calories and macros with kind of like an obsessive mindset because I I do feel like a lot of fitness uh, conversation tends to revolve around weight loss, which is unfortunate because there's a lot more to fitness than that. Than being skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so I think for a lot of my life, it would have been damaging for me to be putting such a microscope on what I eat. But I have like the opposite agenda in this case because I knew I was not eating enough because of all the stuff with my meds 
and the lingering effects of that, even though I'm off them now. And I feel very committed to making sure that I'm getting the right amount of nutrition. And it's kind of transformed my perspective. So I feel like really good about actually applying some, I don't know, like some critical thinking to that part of my life. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling like I'm really taking care of myself. And I've been working on eating more, more and more throughout the day, more regulated throughout the day. And that's been good. And I've been doing a good job at that. And now it's kind of saying, okay, well, you're eating more, which is good. But what are you eating? And how can we add more protein? Because your muscles, you want your muscles to be large and in charge. (laughs) So, and it's interesting because I've gained weight over the last two years, maybe. And I chronically think I'm eating too much. And Sarah constantly tells me she thinks I'm not eating enough. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's not how it works. But Sarah knows, literally knows more actual information about it. And she's like, well, yeah, it, it, it actually is how it works. You can throw off your metabolism by chronically not eating enough. Mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm gaining weight. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't work like that. So as I've been eating more and mm-hmm. more regularly, I've actually been hungrier. And I, yes, you get hungrier when you work out, but it's like all one big thing. I'm like, huh, I'm eating more and I want to eat more. It's very strange, but I feel like I'm reversing whatever weird effects of screwing up my metabolism. Right. And I think the quality of our food has been so much better lately just because we have been applying that level of mindfulness to it. And I guess just to wrap up this segment, unless you have more to say about it, like one like simple swap we've made has been to start every morning with a latte of some kind made with soy milk. And we switched out our oat milk for soy milk because soy milk has a fair amount of protein. And it's interesting. I was thinking about this, how my entire life I would hear, don't drink your calories, you know? And so I would always, you know, I would have iced coffee with like a splash of milk and no sugar Or I would have like tea in the morning just to avoid drinking the calories. And in my mind, now I've kind of rewritten that because I've been having trouble getting enough calories. And so I am drinking them in the morning. And it's like a really nice part of our routine because normally I would just wake up and I would maybe like drink a like drip coffee and it would be really hard for me to eat anything for a few hours and now it's like a little bit of nutrition right off the bat, which kind of rubs up, revs up my appetite for the rest of the day. And it's nice. It gets you going, especially since we've been drinking decaf, mm-hmm. which is funny. But yeah, I think I think tracking has been nice for me because I'm, I, I know I'm only doing it to get a better sense of what I'm eating. And I'm not nitpicking or obsess, obsessing or... I don't know, hating myself in any way. Mm-hmm. These are all things I'm prone to, right? I'm prone yeah. to obsessing and hating myself and whatnot. And it hasn't been like that. I'm kind of like, I, I know deep down, okay, you're doing this to just assess the situation mm-hmm. and see where you can improve and whatnot. And it's been interesting. And if you're someone who feels like you could be doing better with food and nutrition and you know you won't be triggered by doing that because it's okay if you are (laughs) because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are um try it out just to see like what's what am i actually eating on any given day Mm -hmm. so i don't know just food (laughs) for thought it's so much of life is just deciding what to eat and making sure you eat enough and i think it's challenging because I can't, and this is like a bigger topic and we don't need to go too far into it, but I do think sometimes people will choose not to look at numbers because they know they have had a tricky relationship with food in the past in terms of like restricting, but then they will use intuitive eating to also restrict. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's tricky and I feel like maybe in the past I have 
kind of fallen into that camp where I'd be like, well, I'm intuitively not eating for, you know, hours Mm. and also feeling really fatigued and maybe not seeing the progress that I want in the gym because I'm not supporting all of the activity that I'm doing. So it's been really interesting. I feel like the older I get, the more in tune I am with my body Mm. and it's fun. It's, it's rewarding. Yeah. Next. Moving on to listening. All right. So Sarah already touched on listening to the Andrew Huberman podcast, mm-hmm. which is funny because a while ago on Instagram, you posted about your sleeping issues. My lifelong sleeping issues. And our friend Chris, Chris Petrelese, <laughs> <laughs> aka at Conscious Chris, um he he texted me after he saw your story about not sleeping and was like oh i listened to uh this guy andrew huberman he posts all this scientific stuff about everything one of them he's very big on sleep yeah he's a professor at stanford and yeah stanford which is not even a good school honestly yeah no big and nobody in this room um (laughs) went there that's for sure Mm. it wasn't fucking me um (laughs) Yeah, so he <laughs> he texted me all these episodes from the Huberman. Is it called the Huberman Lab podcast? I believe so. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, Sarah has issues beyond science. We, who <laughs> knows what's wrong with her? And I kind of just, I don't know, I kind of had a bad attitude. I was like, yeah, um, thanks. Okay, appreciate it. And like a month later, you were like, oh, I listened to an Andrew Huberman episode. I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? You did? Right. And now it's been weeks and you've crushed a bunch of four hour episodes and you've learned so much and it's changed the way you think about things. Mm -hmm. And I had to, you know, go back to Chris with my tail between my legs (laughs) and say like, yeah, so Sarah's actually been listening to the podcast and she's learned a lot and Mm -hmm. thus I've learned a lot too. And like, he's actually really smart. And and Chris just having a good attitude was like yeah man he's great (laughs) whereas if i was on the other end of that i'd be like yeah you fucking asshole like i told (laughs) you to listen to it and you didn't so that was funny it's great um i won't go too far into it because you know there's just so much there there each episode is so long he basically he'll do some solo episodes but he invites a lot of experts in different fields So I listened to the one all about sleep. I listened to one about hydration. I listened to the multi-part series about exercise, physiology, and nutrition. And a few of the main things we've been implementing are getting sunlight at least 10 minutes, like direct sunlight, like going outside within like the first hour of being awake. That has been huge for us because... And it's it's complicated. It kind of makes me a little sad because I feel like if we had implemented it sooner, like back in the winter, it would have helped us a lot because it's very easy when the weather is crappy to just stay inside. And sunlight is so important for your mental health and to regulate your circadian rhythm and all that, you know? And Chris told me, he, he sent me the link to that podcast and sent me many texts using his own words about going outside and getting the sunlight. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're not going to go outside before 10, 8. Like, we don't, I don't know. Well, at the time, our sleep schedule was so fucked. <laughs> it was truly bad. Um, and we've we've really fixed it recently. And we're still kind of tweaking it because we'd like to be waking up earlier than we are. But I mean... We're consistently out of bed before nine, which I know some people are going to be like, that's not early, but it is for us, Yeah, you know, and we're consistently in bed around 10, 10. Yeah. We've been just doing a lot of like sitting in bed and dimming the lights and just existing Mm -hmm. and seeing what happens, you know, Yeah. that again, that again sounded a little sexy and I didn't mean it to. (laughs) We're just seeing just winding down basically like not staying in our living room and watching tv until the last possible minute before before going to bed but like actually going into the room yeah and dimming the lights and like reducing our you know just like chilling out 
chill out. That's an inside joke. Sorry. <laughs> and I think, I mean, I think part of that is because we've, str- we're still getting there. We're not done, mm-hmm. but we have had much more structure in our daily life. And I think feeling more resolved by dinner time and thinking like we did these things, we accomplished these things, we set aside time to work mm-hmm. as opposed to being like, oh shit, I have to do this or uh, I'm going to do this right now. I'm going to film this thing on a whim, which is fine sometimes when creativity strikes. But we've been implementing like, yeah, we're going to be, we're going to wake up, we're going to exercise, we're going to work, we're going to stop working, we're mm-hmm. going to eat dinner, we're going to chill, we're going to get into bed at a reasonable hour, rinse and repeat. Mm-hmm. And I think because we feel more satisfied with our day, we're in the living room like, let's just get into bed and like talk and snuggle. Mm-hmm. As opposed to what it used to be, which is like, I don't really, I don't really feel resolved. I don't really feel like too confident in what we did today. This is just some days where like, we're like, ah, it was a messy day, you know, it was just an unstructured day. Mm -hmm. And then we try to wring out every possible minute of uh, hanging out in the living room, watching TV, playing video games, whatever. Yeah. And it's, it's so weird to talk about because sometimes it feels like trying to wring out any little ounce of joy and other times it's you're it's actually joyful Mm -hmm. you're like oh i'm really loving this show i'm really loving playing this video game let's stay out a little bit longer right but it's not so easy to decipher which is happening in the moment yeah right saying like are we compensating for having kind of a bad day or are we just having a good time yeah it's always coming back down to is this a conscious decision I'm making or is this my like default pattern to kind of numb out? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so to go back to the sunlight thing, the morning light, I remember I responded to Chris about that and I was like, um, Chris, it's January in the PNW. There is no no sun. (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah. You dweeb. (laughs) And well, um, you're really uh, painting yourself to be a mean guy. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I was just thinking like, <laughs> I think the way Chris and I communicate and razz each other constantly won't really come across in the podcast when he's not here. <laughs> right. We love each other. We, we really do. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yeah, I mean, it's cloudy all the time. Like, what do you want us to do? And he was like, you can still go out in the clouds. Like, it's not direct sunlight. It's you, you get UV, whatever. It's still good for you, basically. Right. And I, I was like, yeah, whatever. And it kind of leads us into our next thing about, I would kind of think, Sarah's not going to want to do that. It's cold and rainy. Like, I, I guess I would go outside, but I'm not going to do it by myself. And Sarah's not going to want to do it. And I was wrong. Which leads us to our next thing, because we're going to talk about that also. Our next thing? Our, our D. Are we moving on to D? Can we? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I want to circle back to what I just said. D is doing to stay active. So exercise. <laughs> We've been going to the gym three times a week. We've been going to the park and doing a little jogging, walking, running hybrid. The other three or four days, we've been stretching every single night. That has been so satisfying for me. For me too, because I've never been as limber as I would like to be. Mm-hmm. But I also don't put aside time to stretch. So what do I expect? You know, something that has helped us a lot in that regard is I I downloaded an app that is an interval timer. And I just went through and created myself a little stretching routine, which is 35 second intervals. And every time the thing beeps, we switch our pose or what muscle we're um, stretching. (laughs) But it's not um, like sometimes we would follow like YouTube videos or like yoga stretching videos. And then obviously you have to like fully pay attention to the video. This is nice because we can both kind of like freestyle and we could listen to our own thing along with the interval timer. So it makes it go by faster. And we'll usually stretch. We've been stretching for like 18 to 20 minutes every single day lately. Sometimes I'll do two sessions because one of my goals is to be able to do the splits again. (laughs) Um, but it's just nice. It's just like another little routine block that really grounds us and makes us feel like we're checking off this box of, yeah, you did something good for yourself today. And the results have been noticeable for me. Mm-hmm. I notice in the gym, 
specifically I was doing leg press the other day and I put more weight on than I ever, than I think I ever have actually. And I was doing it and I noticed like my hips and my knees and every like there were, I wasn't creaking as much. Mm-hmm. Like it was more of a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's because I've been stretching and Sarah's got me foam rolling, which I was always averse to because if you've <laughs> ever foam rolled, you would know that it fucking hurts. Yes. But the more you do it, the less it hurts, mm-hmm. which is, it's kind of like a lot of things in life. You know, you just have to, you have to start and then it gets better for whatever reason. And foam rolling is one of those things. And I look forward to it. He does. I get, I get He's addicted. <laughs> I get sweaty. It's like 9 p.m. And I'm just on the floor. We've already showered. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I'm about to get sweaty from stretching and foam rolling. That's just how it is. It is like a bit of an addictive kind of pain, huh? Yeah. I think what's addictive for me is that it truly, I truly feel good after. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of things, especially exercise-wise, where... You're like you'll feel better after you you do it. You'll get a runner's high. Things that uh, are either hard to achieve or are more long term things, mm-hmm. where you don't get that immediate result. Yeah, it's like losing weight is like the biggest one, mm-hmm. and I'm struggling with that too. I'm like, I've been at the gym. Why do I weigh the same? You know, just because it's well, there are a lot of reasons, but there are a lot of things that are long term, and it really puts you off wanting to do them. But stretching, I feel better when I stand up. Mm. I feel different than I did before I laid down on the yoga mat. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that because I know in 15 minutes I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah, I can do the splits. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> what kind of inspired me to start stretching regularly was that I started to feel years ago, And if you're a longtime podcast listener, you might remember, I think it was 2021. Yeah. Eric and I both like got injured from just walking too much. (laughs) It sounds so funny, but 30 alert. Yeah. My, I was having like knee tendon problems at one point. I like couldn't even straighten out one of my knees entirely. And then Eric's foot was messed up and he was like wearing a boot and we couldn't really diagnose the issue. And he even went to a, what are they called? Podiatrist? Mm -hmm. Anyway, and we basically both like did not do any exercise like that entire summer, which was really sad. And ever since then, I've been like, as soon as I feel like any sort of abnormal pain, I like immediately like go into hardcore research and fix mode recovery mode so i started to feel like a little twinge of that like knee tendonitis and i'm immediately like started researching what is this what can i do and i learned that a lot of those issues are due to quad tightness or some sort of muscular imbalance or tightness in another part of the leg so i started foam rolling and i have not had the issue since then which is really cool and like you said it's another one of those things where i didn't even have to wait that long for the problem to resolve it was like my knee was bothering me i did a really good like foam rolling like massaged my knee one day and then like the next day it was gone and i've just kept it up since and no issues and we've been lifting regularly and running and it's so satisfying to like diagnose a problem and like have a real actionable solution and so let's talk about today. Yeah. Let's talk about our exercise today because it ties into what I was attempting to say a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. We went to the park today to do our run. Sarah's been doing couch to 5K. You didn't start at the very beginning, right? You started a little bit ahead. Yeah, I've been doing like a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I've kind of just been trying to get back into running without like we just talked about hurting myself and so we go to the park and we start together and then we kind of do our own thing and we pass each other a few times and say hello and today was a cardio day but it was raining it's like 48 degrees drizzling just classic pnw it's still winter basically right and i was like should we just go to the gym and do treadmills should we go to the park sarah's like what do you want to do And this is the thing I've been trying to get better at in general as a person and as a partner is just being honest about things, which sounds, it sounds kind of silly, 
But what I mean is there are a lot of times I'll change how I answer questions based on what I think Sarah wants instead of just saying, just telling the truth. Right. And if you're in a couple, you probably somewhat know what I'm talking about in some way or another. Yeah, you're trying to kind of anticipate the other person's needs or preferences. Which is nice sometimes, and it's annoying as shit other times. And it's been a lot of annoying shit recently <laughs> coming from me. But so t- so this morning was one of those things. Sarah's like, what do you want? I was like, well, we could go to the park. We'll make it rained on. But the gym's a safe bet because it's inside. And Sarah's like, what do you want? I was like, I think we should go to the gym because of the weather. And Sarah's like, okay, without the weather, what do you want? I was like, well, I'd rather go to the park. But the rain. Sarah's like, oh, my God. <laughs> do you want to go to the gym? I was like, I want to go to the park. She's like, okay, let's go to the park. And I'm like, are you going to be Okay. It's cold and it's raining. And like I've run, I've run and hiked and all crazy shit. And I don't really do it anymore because, oh, I don't know. And I have too. Right. That's the thing. Right. And I forget that you have this resiliency. And I, for some reason, just keep envisioning you as like this frail little baby bird (laughs) who I, I don't know why. I don't really know where it came from. It, it all came from me. It's not coming from you, you know? So Sarah's like, we're going to, yeah, if you want to go to the park, we're going to the park. And I'm like, will you be okay? She's like, shut up. We're going to the park. And we put on our raincoats and we both had a great time and it was exhilarating and we were wet and we were cold and I loved it. And then I reconnected with Sarah at the end of our jaunts. And I was like, how are you? Was it okay? And you were like, yeah, I'm fine. It was great. <laughs> it was totally fine. And I have been trying to get you to do this exact thing all winter. It's just really interesting, you know? Yeah, and it's it's one of those weird things that I'm trying to figure out. And now today we just had we had that experience and I had that moment where I'm like, why did I what what was I weirdly projecting onto Sarah? Mm-hmm. Like where is that coming from? Right. So, that ties into what I was saying before about getting sunlight in the morning. I was thinking Sarah won't want to go out in the brisk weather in the morning just to get some UV rays. I I don't know. And then you listened to Andrew Huberman say it. And And then I spearheaded it. You're like, let's do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, Chris told me about that. (laughs) Huh? Oh, you want to do that? I mean, okay, I'll obviously do it. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And now it's a thing we do that we like doing. Yeah. I mean, I understand why you would think I would be unwilling to do it. I don't like the cold. I will acknowledge that openly. I grew up in California and I'm spoiled. Um, however, when you live somewhere like the PNW, and I, there are places with far worse weather for more of the year, like you kind of have to mm, figure it out <laughs> for, your, it up. <laughs> for yourself, you know, for your own mental health, because You can't basically let life destroy you for half the year or more. You have to figure out what's good for you, basically. And that has been challenging. It's challenging. It remains challenging. But I have been thinking every time we go out in the morning and it's like a little chilly. Obviously, it's very easy to go sit outside and sip on your coffee when it's beautiful and sunny and warm, you know? But today, it was the first kind of crappy day after some sunny days. Like, we had about a week of sunny days, and we were so excited about those and really motivated and energized. And then we woke up today, and we're like, we got to keep doing it. We got to keep at it, you know? So we put on our raincoats, and we went outside, and it was chilly and I have been really trying to like work on my relationship with the cold because I realized that I was mm, opting out of a lot of things that I knew were would be good for me because I didn't want to deal with the discomfort. And I'm kind of at this point in my life where I'm leaning more into discomfort if I know that it will get me to a to a higher plane, like if we'll, if will make me happier or make me recognize myself more. So I'm not, you know, like there, there's like so much worse weather 
you know, and Canada or Minnesota, you know, I can't pretend that the weather is, you know, the worst. Obviously, there's seasonal depression and that's very real, but I just keep reminding myself that it's not that bad, you know, and that even worse is letting it dictate what I accomplish. Yeah, and I'm trying to work on all these habits that we're establishing now. I'm, I feel myself enjoying them and I feel them improving my life. And I feel like it's it needs to be on me a little to keep them rolling regardless. You're very good at spearheading things and setting things up for us. Mm-hmm. And I think I need to be good at being the sustaining energy behind it, mm-hmm. right? Like it's nine o'clock. We've we've watched something. We've uh, we've eaten dinner, and like we're both looking at our phones on the couch, which is never good for us. And I'm like, all right, we got to stretch. Like <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been really trying to be that person, where it's like, okay, Sarah got yeah. us into the stretching routine, but now I'm going to be like, okay, it's time to stretch. Yeah. All right, put your warm clothes on. It's rainy, but we're going outside at eight o'clock in the morning because we got to get our UV. Mm-hmm. So that's something I'm trying to focus on. Yeah, it's so interesting when you're in, when you're partnered, the dynamic you have with your partner really affects your habits. Mm -hmm. If both of you are kind of coddling each other, then it can be challenging to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish jointly. And something you always push me on is saying, if I said next week, I don't want to go to the gym, Mm -hmm. what would you do? And I'm like, My answer needs to be, I'd go to the gym. Yeah. Right? And Mm -hmm. historically, it's been, no, yeah, you're right. You're right. If you don't want to go, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I I don't want to go either. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so fucking lazy. It's it's such a lazy answer. It depends on where you fall naturally on the spectrum, but Eric and I both tend towards the, uh, how would you describe it? You know, like some people are naturally just so disciplined and maybe even push themselves a little too hard, like past the brink of, you know, they're exhausted. And so obviously you might need to take bring in some of the opposite energy. But Eric and I both tend towards, you know, soft. <laughs> Which is funny because we didn't used to. Separately. Separately. We yeah. didn't. But I would, jointly we do f- somehow, you know. I would wake up. I would go work out and lift weights in the gym for an hour. And then go work in a warehouse for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a long time. Yeah. And but and like. It's, and I got I was working out every day when I was alone, you know, and even when Eric was um, working at the warehouse, like so he would be working during the day. I'd be at home working, grocery shopping, exercising. I was very good. Like it's just, you know, being in a relationship. It really, you really learn a lot about yourself. And like all the tropes are so true. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like people, (laughs) people always, you know, it's like, um, it's like a well-documented thing that when you're in a couple for a long time, you both get chubby. Mm. That's like a thing that happens to a lot of people. And I feel like all of these things are, they're kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. So like, well, if you don't want to go to the gym, I don't want to go to the gym. Oh, should we get takeout seven nights in a row? Sure, I'm I'm down. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's of course I'm not saying it's all about being chubby or not being chubby. I just mean that's the example that's that always gets brought up about long term couples, you know. Mm-hmm. And everything is kind of like that, right? It's very strange. Yeah. I just realized I never did my listening thing because I was trying to. Yeah, I was like, you want to move in. on now? Yeah, I didn't I didn't catch that. All right, I'm going to go back to listening real quick. I've been listening to drum roll please, self-help books, which is <laughs> Question mark. not my jam at all, never has been. Eric loves fiction and I love adventures. Fiction. And it's funny because right now, over the last few months I've gotten my dad to read some of the fiction books I love. I've gotten him to read The Martian project hail mary and ready player one three of my favorite books that i've read and he's loved them and then finally he was like there's this book i read twice when i was younger like once in college i think 
and I want you to read it. He's like, I'll buy it for you because because <laughs> what I did was I bought him those three books one by one to like force him to read them. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to spend these 10 fucking dollars on you and you're going to read it. Yeah. So he was like, I'm going to buy you a book that I want you to read. I was like, okay. And it's a fiction book. And then right as he bought it for me, I, I, I don't know what happened, but actually what happened was we were talking about reading some self-help books and discussing them on the podcast, which is still an option. Mm-hmm. It's still something that might happen. I'm not sure. So I listened to Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is maybe the best-selling self-help book of like all time now. And I'm just averse to these things historically. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Why is that? Um, because I think I know everything. Like, I think I'm fine. <laughs> okay. Even though things in my life can be objectively not fine. And I just like, yeah, I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. I can figure this out. Mm-hmm. And it just ain't like that sometimes. Turns out people who are successful know things. <laughs> and that's why they're successful. And I think I definitely integrate these kinds of things differently than most people. Like the book I'm reading now is called 10% Happier by Dan Harris. And it's all about his journey as as an NBC news anchor, finding meditation after having some mental health issues and how it kind of transformed his life. And I realized as I'm approaching the end of the book that I'm not thinking yeah i'm gonna become a buddhist or i'm gonna really start meditating but just hearing someone who i like talk about how they've gotten better and up leveled and have been healthier just that inspires me enough even without the you know what i'm gonna start meditating maybe i will start meditating i don't know i haven't even been thinking about it i've just been getting the vibe from this person's story and he's a neurotic jew from the east coast Mm. so i (laughs) i understand him right he talks about there's there are a lot of people who convert to buddhism and a lot of them are jews so many of them are jews in fact that there's a word for them they're called jew boos jewish buddhists (laughs) okay and throughout the book a million times he's referred a Jew boo named, and then he'll say like, you know, Shlomo Levitz, you know, wow. like they all have like extremely Jewish sounding names and he calls mm-hmm. them all Jew boos. That's what they call themselves. And I think the pipeline from Jew to Buddhist, the fact that it's happened so many times, mm-hmm. I, 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 don't, I don't understand, but it's very funny to me. <laughs> so I, I think that's what I'm getting out of these self-help books. But like when I read Atomic Habits... I definitely now still have in the back of my mind, just the more you do any little thing over and over again, the more it compounds and you have a better life. Mm -hmm. So while I'm not like getting quotes from the book tattooed on my chest to remind, to remind myself like what I'm supposed to do with my life, I'm, it's just in the back of my mind. Mm. I'm a self-help guy now. (laughs) And I promise, Dad, if you're listening, I will listen to that book eventually, but I am not in a fiction zone right now. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Before we move on, if you're listening to this podcast and you like this podcast, will you leave us a review wherever you listen, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify? You know you can review podcasts on Spotify in the mobile app? I don't think I even knew that until recently, but you can. And then on Apple Podcasts in the mobile app or on your desktop, it just helps us out. If you like us, say, hey, five stars. I like them. Um, hopefully it's five stars. Okay. With that being said, we shall move on. See, what are we creating? What have we been creating? We have been creating. Uh, I don't remember what my answer was supposed bah. to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll start because I don't want to talk too much about this for myself because it's like a bit boring, but Sarah's Vegan Kitchen, trying to get better at making videos. I just invested in a new camera, which we'll be getting here in a few days. So I'm very excited. I've had my current camera since I got it. I think I got it used shortly after I moved to Colorado for the first time, 2018, 
been rocking with this camera <laughs> and it was time to upgrade. So I'm excited. That's going to be hella sweet. Yes. And we're going to get it just in time to go to New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It feels really good to invest in your business or your your passions, you know? feels good. Yeah. I feel like we do a good job of that, you and I. Yeah. Of buying quality stuff that, we're, that we know we're going to get proper use out of. Mm-hmm. That's something I really value about both of us. Mm-hmm. Is that we're on the same page with that? Yeah. Like it would be, it would be very difficult for either of us to have their partner be like an indiscriminate spender or something. Mm-hmm. We're very firmly in the same mindset of spending money on things that, like I said, we know we're going to get good use out of. Yeah. Yeah. And things that are uh, high quality, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So what have I been creating? I've just been trying to make more music stuff. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just play stuff and film myself and it just whatever. Just make stuff. Yeah, because like I mentioned, we have been doing a lot of scheduling to kind of bring our business to the next level and to have like a proper work-life balance And we work a lot, especially lately, especially since moving here. And we, you know, it's just, it's hard to make time for hobbies sometimes, especially when you're self-employed, because when you're self-employed, you could technically always be working and it's hard to shut off sometimes. And it's hard to put aside things that uh, it's weird because if someone asked me, Eric, are you passionate about music? I'd say, yeah, obviously. That's what I've been doing my whole life. And like, how often do you play music these days? And I'm like, uh, shut up. Leave me alone. (laughs) Because it gets it gets lost in the fray of life. I mean, obviously, people listening, most people have jobs that are not like ours. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, of course, I go to work and I'm fucking tired. Like, yeah, I know all about not being able to do things you want to do. I think the fact that we can make time for, hey, why don't you practice that song a few times and just film a video of you playing it and put it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, we we can do that. And it's about just trying to figure out how to fit it in there. I think something I've been learning is that scheduling is... <laughs> so much more like the scope of its usefulness extends beyond your professional life. Mm -hmm. It is useful for me to schedule bedtime and schedule exercise and schedule time to create and schedule time to watch a movie. It's, this is something I've always been like firmly against because I'm just, I've always identified as such a chaotic person I've always been very kind of ruled by my moods and emotions and I would, I am, I embraced that and I, I guess I do embrace that part of myself still, but I had to acknowledge that I wasn't accomplishing any of, a lot of the things that I wanted for myself, not just like career wise, but also creatively and actually scheduling things in over the past month has really transformed our lives, I think, with work and um, with our, like, health and, like, sleep-wake habits. And now, like, another piece that would be good for us, I think, is scheduling creativity. It's like we're slowly extending this idea Mm -hmm. into all aspects of our life. It's like a trickle. Yeah. You know? I think maybe I talked about this in the previous episode, but I was always so against like scheduling and planning because, well, number one, I think I was trying to do it in the way that I had seen a lot of other people doing it, like using like a written planner or, you know, calendar. And that never worked for me because I'm, I just, it's hard for me to use those tools um, long term. But I was, 
so resistant to the scheduling because I would think I'm self-employed. I work from home. I could do anything at any time. That's a huge perk of being self-employed. Why would I impose all of this structure on myself? Then I'm just like doing what everyone else is doing. That's like half the perk, you know? Because one of the things you can do as a self-employed person at home Mm -hmm. is nothing. Yeah. And it's like, well, why would you do nothing? You're directly hurting your your business and your life. It's like, (laughs) well, it's not so simple. It's really easy to find yourself accidentally doing nothing if you're not planned. Or accidentally, (laughs) accidentally um, doing something that is productive, but it's the wrong productive thing. Like plenty of times I would have a deadline for work and I would deep clean my house instead. You know, that's called there's a name for that. It's like they call it like procrastinating or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a there's a funny word for it all the time. I would do that. Um, Now I we're working on scheduling our cleaning times. Usually we'll clean the house on Sundays. And James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, actually talked a lot about this in the book, where he said, you know, people always ask him, well, isn't scheduling all your your whole life and all your habits and making sure you do all your habits at the same time every day, isn't that completely stripping you of all of your freedom? He's like, no, it makes it easier to to have freedom Mm -hmm. because you do the things and it takes the time that it's supposed to take and things don't get missed and things don't get messy. Yeah. And it actually gives you a whole lot more time and energy when there aren't all these things weighing on you because mm-hmm. you're trying to constantly unscramble them in your mind. Yeah. They're laid out. Go back on the topic of uh, creating. I've been making our breakfast, our high protein breakfast for the past few days and while I'm doing it, because I have like a whole system, I'm like, Eric, go play music. So yesterday, Eric played drums for like the 15 minutes that I was cooking. Today, he was on the piano. It's just nice. So I'm going to segue this into A, appreciating. Mm-hmm. And my biggest appreciatory, not a word, <laughs> thing this this month is Sarah, Miss Sullivan. Thank you. (laughs) Because she just spearheads all of these things and they really work. She spearheaded the, we're going to go sit outside. She spearheaded the, we need to eat more protein. She spearheaded the, hey, you have time to play more music than you do. So go play it. And, And it goes back to what I was talking about before, which is you're so good at spearheading them. There's anything. And I'm taking the responsibility of continuing to push the energy through all of these things that you're getting us started with, really. Mm-hmm. Because that that's how you can contribute. That's how I can contribute, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to not let these good things die. So I'm, I'm taking that onus on. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I, I appreciate you this month mm-hmm. and always. Thank you. But all these, like all these good habits and everything, I mean, they all come from Sarah. So. I try. (laughs) You really do try. Yes. And it shows. What are you appreciating? Damn, I wasn't prepared. Um, Sorry. What? uh, Many things. All of them would be related to something we've already discussed in this episode, though. Mm -hmm. I think I'm appreciating just getting more in touch with my body. Like I said, I've learned a lot about it. I, I, everyone's like so afraid of getting older was very afraid to go into my 30s but I feel like the older I get the more I learn like truly and it's a very fun process and really interesting because I'm realizing how little I knew about myself and how out of touch with my body I was for so much of my life and I'm really glad that I have a better relationship with like fitness and food now because like a decade ago I never would have thought I could achieve that because I was still like so I was still so close to all of my disordered eating stuff and I would just think like how are people like not obsessed with food and not obsessed with like restriction and all of that 
And now it's just kind of something that has happened for me. I think a lot of things just naturally unfold with age. Not that I didn't put some effort into it as well. Effort into unpacking all of that. But I do think that a lot of stuff just a lot of improvement just comes from time. The good thing about getting older is that you learn stuff Mm -hmm. as you get older. You're wiser. (laughs) Sarah found a gray hair on my head the other day. There are many gray hairs. (laughs) Pardon me. (laughs) So that was, no, I was going to, I was going to say, well, that was upsetting, but I've kind of for a while now, I'm kind of like, I'm excited to be a little salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be a long time maybe until (laughs) I'm only 28, but, uh, I guess we'll see. I have a few other little appreciating things if I may quickly run through them. Mm -hmm. First of all, we had a carpenter ant issue in the house and we tried to get rid of them by ourselves and it was not working and they were mostly in our office. So I'd be sitting at my desk where I am right now editing something and they were just, I could just look around the room and see like, 15 ants Mm -hmm. it's just gross just and if you've ever dealt with carpenter ants they're extremely hard to get rid of like on your own Mm -hmm. they would just be like crawling on my desk and just like on me i would just be like while i'm editing something it's just like on my hand they're large they're they're big they're big boys and girls Mm -hmm. so finally we got our landlords involved and they called an exterminator and they did a whole thing and we don't have ants anymore Love it. And man, I appreciate the shit out of that. They were driving Eric crazy. They were driving me insane. He was like maniacally researching carpenter ants. And I didn't need to. (laughs) We don't own this place. It's not my fucking problem. Call the (laughs) landlords. They deal with it. That's the benefit of renting. Mm -hmm. One of the few. So (laughs) (laughs) uh, it's funny talking to, I may have talked about this on the podcast at some point, but talking to my sister Mallory, who lives in New York City. And she's like, one of our other siblings bought a house recently. And Mallory was just like, yeah, I I, I never want to buy. I just want to rent in the city forever. Everyone's like, well, it's so expensive and blah, blah. Like, is it worth it? She's like, yeah, I've lived in the city for, you know, 10 plus years at this point, And I've never had to pay to fix anything. Mm-hmm. But it's none of it is my problem. She's yeah. like, you just call the super, mm-hmm. which is like the landlord of a building in the city. I'm like, that's, the, yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting. It's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other thing I wanted to touch on is our friend Tom, who's one of Chris's friends who we met when we moved here. He's a car guy. He works on cars. And I've been having this issue with my car where water's coming in when it rains and I have this little cargo area in my trunk. We don't know where it's coming from. I brought it to a place. They kind of fixed it. They didn't fix it fully. And I was like, Tom, I hate to be that guy, right? Because people who work on cars specifically, people always come to them for free help. Please help me with my car. Oh, I'm your friend. And it's very, very annoying for those people. And yet. <laughs> and yet, here I am. <laughs> Nevertheless, <And> he persisted. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom was like, bring it over. Yeah, I'll look at it. Bring it over, whatever. And we, just, we spent five hours in his driveway, him trying to assess and fix the issue and we made some progress, but it was just very nice of him. I felt so bad, and he was so nice about it. And, you know, his partner kept reassuring me, like, yeah, if he didn't like you, like, he wouldn't, mm-hmm. no, he wouldn't have let you come over or anything. Like, they were basically like, trust that this is okay, mm-hmm. because you would not be here if it wasn't okay. He would have just said fuck off, basically. Right. So I'm like, okay, he likes me. You know? <laughs> so I just, I just, I think it's very nice that. Also, on the same topic, I called my friend James in New York, also a car guy, and I explained the issue, and he like did all this research, like he just very excited about it, did all this research, sending me all these articles and videos. So I appreciate James too for the same reason. Mm-hmm. And I know that James's wife listens to our podcast. Hi. So, <laughs> hi. Uh, tell him how much we love him. All right. I'm appreciating. My appreciating time is concluded. All right. Shall we hasten through the last yeah, two? Because like, I okay. feel like this one is long. It's been, it's about to hit an hour. Okay. 
Okay. What are we releasing? We are releasing... Uh, this is why I need to plan. I don't remember what I was going to say. Do you? <laughs> I am... Okay, I got it. 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 I am releasing... We talked about this earlier in the episode. I'm releasing that whole thing I do where I project feelings onto Sarah and then we're both less effective because of it. Mm -hmm. As in the going outside in the morning, getting the sunlight, going to the park in the rain. Mm -hmm. I'm releasing this belief I have that Sarah is a frail little baby bird, like I said. (laughs) And I have to remind myself that she's a tough cookie. I am. And... That I am a tough cookie, too. And mm-hmm. together, we're a very tough, very large cookie. Very stale. Ve- We've been out too long. <laughs> so that's what I'm releasing. I'm releasing whatever that weird concept construct thing was. Mm-hmm. I'll piggyback off of that. I think both of us are just in the... And <laughs> this, is the, this is something that started to happen for us before we moved away from our last place. Uh, we were living in Fort Collins, Colorado, and we moved away uh, last, what, July? Mm-hmm. June? July. And we were both jointly very depressed for a lot of the time we were living there. But as our time there came to a close and it, it was summer, we really started to be more active. We started to get out of our comfort zone. We found a few places that we like to go we would go to breweries we would go to the park eric was playing basketball we found a thai place that we liked so we would get takeout just started to seek out more things that would bring us joy and get us out of the house which we've learned is kind of the worst thing for us to stay in the house all day and it's very easy to do when you're working from home um so i felt like we really upgraded our lives when we got to that point and then we kind of sunk back into it at the beginning of our stay here in the pnw because of the weather and i feel like now we're on the upswing again and we are you know whether or not we end up staying here long term because our our lease ends in in september and we have a few a a few options (laughs) um but we don't know if we're gonna end up staying here for another year we'll see but i feel like until it comes time to make that decision, we are doing everything we can to remain optimistic and not lose our sense of adventure. And yeah, not assume that just because we're not in the place that we want to be forever, that we can't still have fun and make it its own special chapter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we look back on living in Atlanta for two months and while we were there, we were like, this is so difficult for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And we look back and we're like, remember when we lived in Aww. Atlanta? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens, I think, with every piece of life, you know? Yeah. I mean, we could think back to each individual night in each individual hotel from mm-hmm. all of the road trips we've taken, moving about the country. Yeah. And we can remember a special nugget from like every single night, mm-hmm. you know? So there's good in all of it folks okay so what are we desiring to round out this app i just want to keep going yeah Yeah, just keep going just keep gradually adding on little pieces to our routine and maintaining that consistency i'm really really into fitness right now fitness and nutrition right now i just it's something that i have loved for a long time but it's always been in seasons and I'd love for it to become just that automatic part of my identity that I never really like fully break up with again. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just desiring continuing to find and build the balance between all the things. You mean fitness, food, the business, and being a musician. Mm-hmm. And actually being a musician and not dilly-daddling and thinking I don't have enough time for it yeah because it's not the thing that makes me money mm-hmm. you know yes and just yeah i'm desiring just finding the balance more and more as we have been mm-hmm. yeah love it is that it did we do it mm-hmm. 
That was a fun episode. Thanks for listening, you guys. We if like you made the wild it this cards. far. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. Yeah. If you have anything to say about the episode, mm-hmm. you can shoot us an email at whatislifedudeshow at gmail.com. Or DM Eric. Eric's DM really me. good at uh, answering DMs. I'll put- he actually loves communicating with people i do <laughs> say hello they're like yeah we want to talk to sarah not mm. him yeah. <laughs> uh, i'll put one of those little q a boxes on spotify for this episode so you have oh, a question to answer fun feature yeah and uh yeah thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time bye